TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Welcome back, everyone. What a pleasure being with you tonight. I just absolutely love it, and I'm so grateful that you stick and stay with us every Sunday night. Okay, so you know that the new July jobs report is out. We've been hearing about it now for a few days, and despite talks of a recession and interest rate hikes, Things are looking good. Um, a whopping 528,000, 528,000 jobs were added last month. That's all, I mean, that's like more than half a million. Wow. They were added last month in the U.S. and employment is at a 50-year low. Now, joining us now to explain why the job market remains strong and how it's impacting local businesses and job seekers is executive search expert Paige Bacha, and she joins us from the company Versik. We are so glad to have you join us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, Paige? I'm doing well, Geraldine. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you. There's been talks of a recession, and of course, those numbers, you know, when they start talking about inflation and then recession, a lot of us get a little freaked out about it. And I'm just wondering, how do you take it when you talk to job seekers that are looking for jobs and people are talking about inflation, inflation, oh, recession, recession, how do you encourage them to make sure that they know it doesn't have to be that way? Yeah. So although I'm not an economist, I'm a recruiter, uh, I can speak to just how hot the job market continues to be in the Minneapolis market. And we help job seekers, you know, navigate the plethora of jobs that are out there by really sticking true to what they're looking for in their next opportunity. And having an ally uh, can make that navigation a lot smoother and a lot less stressful. Yeah. So when you say recession, people get really nervous, right? Because we've heard over the decades, Mm -hmm. we've experienced it over the decades, and we're tired of it. Why is it that this keeps popping up from like, like every other four years or so? It's really frustrating. And if you, if you don't know that, then I'm just curious, how do you or what do you tell those that are looking for jobs today, when they ask you, my goodness, another recession? Yeah, so what I tell candidates and what I talk to from the client side as well is really evaluating what your true needs are. And that is from both sides. So from a candidate perspective, you know, there are individuals that are looking for a certain pay, but we're also seeing individuals looking for the added benefits, more flexibility. What does it truly mean for you to be happy and wake up every day, you know, getting excited to go to work? And then from the client side, what do you need from a true labor standpoint to deliver the good of what your company produces? And so it's asking very elementary questions and getting back to the root 
and honestly taking yourself out of the cycle of what is the outside world and really looking inward. So what are we saying then when uh, these young people, especially uh, the Generation C, it's amazing. Um, I'm just curious to know how is it that they go forward and say, look, I'm worth this amount of money. You want me to work here, then you can, should pay me. Do they actually pay them? Because I know that right now the average worker is making 5.2% more than they were in July of 2021. And that's not that much to me. Yeah, so I will say that having an ally, such as a recruiter, being able to tell your story and talk about your skill set to your next opportunity is incredibly helpful. But I'll also say that money is not everything for every individual. Like I said, they are looking for other types of benefits. And being able to monetize flexibility from a client to a candidate is huge. If you are being able to deliver on added benefits and you're going to be able to not only obtain but retain top talent within your culture. That is the key word, retain. Retention is not an easy thing Mm -hmm. uh, during this COVID time and now monkeypox and it just keeps going on and on. When do you think we're going to get to that point where they don't have to worry about retention? We never will. Uh, Businesses should always be have a pulse on what their culture is. It's imperative to build a strong business to ensure that you retain top talent and you retain the ability to continue to move forward. I do not think that will ever go away, nor should it. Uh, Being able to reach out and talk about your culture and be able to talk about the ins and outs of what makes your company tick in the right way, that should never go away. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, there's still a lot of openings out there. I see, you know, hiring, hiring, hiring er everywhere. But a lot of it are companies that a lot of young people today, especially, like I said, the Generation Z, are just not interested in. They want to move higher. They want to get a job that they can say they love and they want to stick with it for, you know, at least 10 years or five years, you know, because some of them say, I won't give you more than five years. But then there are others who say, I want to go for the long haul. I want to enjoy what I do. And maybe that's what's missing is the joy in the jobs. Yeah, I agree. And even from a personal standpoint, right, having a career growth projection within a company will help clients be able to, to obtain talent. And then, you know, being able to educate candidates, what does it mean to enter into the workforce? And what does it mean to move up using air quotes, the quote unquote corporate ladder? It means something to different people. But to understand what makes you uh, feel challenged and feel valued in your role and reminding yourself that as you move through each job. And so they may not think that it's the, you know, the, the glorious job that they thought they would get outside of college, but there are challenges, there are rewards within every position. And so regrounding yourself and thinking through the bigger picture of the company and the impact that you're making within your role Um, I think that's what uh, candidates should be focused on, especially the Gen Zs. So inflation impacts just about everything from hiring to retention, all of that. And is it the same in other states? Do you know where we stand in Minnesota when it comes to um, the the impact of inflation and how young people and even those that have been working in these corporations, we have five generations now working together. That's amazing to me. Um, and I'm just wondering if, if we are doing well here in Minnesota, working with those five generations and making sure that this inflation does not adversely impact us as much as it does in other places. 
Yeah, although I can't speak to exactly how Minnesota lines up to other states, I can talk about how um, how vast the job market is here and how hot the job market is. Um, you know, inflation d- do cause companies to pause and reevaluate their positions. They do look at, you know, can we afford to hire? Um, they are becoming more creative in their hiring, and that means in a couple different fashions, whether that means bringing on interim talent or consultants or variable talent uh, to be able to um, complete the tasks that are necessary to push their business forward, um, but then also becoming creative in the benefits that they offer for full-time individuals as well. But I cannot talk to, uh, you know, the inflation for Minnesota stacking up to other states, but I can say that Seek is incredibly busy um, dealing with both candidates as well as clients. Okay, so here's the challenge for me with um, some of the people in my family, some young people. Um, they say, look, I don't want to go work for a company. I don't want to go work for a corporation. I want to work for me. I want to start a business. And one thing I've noticed and been reading a lot about is women specifically starting their businesses. And it is wonderful to see it happen. All colors, you name it. Uh, some are much older. Some are younger. They are doing it. And how is this going to impact Um, where we stand with corporations and companies and how they do business versus all of these women saying, nope, don't need it. I'm going to go out there on my own. Does it matter to Versique? You know what? That just makes my heart sing because I am in full support of entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs going out and starting their own, their own business. And it's, what it does for Versique is it then adds another avenue for us to be able to support a business here in Minnesota which makes um, us just a smile from ear to ear, right? Being able right. to um, help a business move into the next level because it's, it's not going to be a one-person show, right? They're going to need to be able to bring in individuals to help support their culture, their mission, their, and add value as they move forward. So for Verseek, that is just, it's like a blank canvas, right? And being able to paint this beautiful picture moving forward. And what does that look like? Um, by bringing in the right talent. So to us, it doesn't matter. It's just an, a different um, a different way. It is a different way. This is a significant different way. And so I'm curious to know how this is going to all play out in the next five to 10 years. We'll all be watching. Um, I think COVID and all the rest has really changed who we are in this country um, of how we think about work and making a living. I think it's all changed. I'm just curious to know if Versique has also decided we need to pay attention to these things and how will we um, be able to make sure we're supporting these women as well. You said that they're thrilled about what the women are doing. People, young girls, I'm not even, yeah, even some young girls are starting businesses. It's quite remarkable. And you guys are looking at that saying, this is great. The rest of the country, I don't know, but I'm really excited to know that First Seek is behind all of this because it's important. Um, do you think corporations are going to continue to go and try to combine what the women are doing with their own businesses like Target? Target is adding in all of these small businesses in their stores, right? You can go in and see a reflection of yourself no matter who you are or where you're from. And that is remarkable to me. And other companies are saying we have to find a way to, you know, encourage and wrap around our wrap our arms around those that are starting businesses and bring them into the fold. Are you seeing that as well? 
So I will say that Bruce Peak is an incredible supporter of entrepreneurs um, of all shapes and sizes, as well as corporations. What we seek to to assist is finding the right talent, regardless of the structure that is in place. And we do pride ourselves on being advisors. And I will confidently say that Versique is a corporation, as a company, um, support women, women business owners. Um, as, you know, as I'm a leader of a practice there, and I have never felt as supported being a women practice director um, as any other place that I've been. So I know that Versique is is here to support all businesses of all of all shapes and sizes to find the right talent so that the corporation can be and business can be as successful as they're meant to be. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us tonight, Paige. Thank you so much for bringing this title forward. And we need to keep considering it, thinking about it, knowing that they are still hiring out there. I know some companies can't afford $20 an hour um, for new hires. Uh, some companies can't afford $30 an hour. But, boy, are people going after as much as they can get. They they were doing this whole hiring um, fee um, where you would get a, a bonus right off the back, you know, <laughs> when you say you'll take the job. And I'm just, you know, as, as we... We watch all of this unfold. I just hope it all comes together and that it all works well together. How about that? Yes, you and me both, Gerilyn, and I appreciate the time. Thank you, Paige. You take care. You too. All right, everyone, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in a moment. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. It is now 824 here at WCCO. Welcome back. Sure appreciate you sticking and staying with me on Sunday nights from 7 to 11. My next guest is coming up at 835 is Brian Fleming, the president of Groves Learning Organization. I'm so excited to talk about that because we're going to discuss Groves Academy and so much more. Um, I've had a, had a relationship with them years ago, and I'm so looking forward to hearing about that. So stick and stay with us. Of course, Jonathan, I'm just curious to know, man, when you heard about the person, I don't think we ever talked about this, but when you heard about the person that won the mega um, gazillion dollars, did you... Did you get frustrated or you just thought, hey, I only bought one ticket. I'm not going to care. No, I don't. I don't get frustrated about the lotto. Um, I know that it's a crapshoot. 
It's yeah, it really is big time. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> you have to not only get the numbers correct, but you got to get the numbers correct at the right time to get the big big jackpots. You got to get them. Um, you got to you got to get it to to the point where you're the only one, or you might be, you know, one of a few. If you really if you really want that huge huge payout, but I've been in the the pools, the company pools. I've been in a, in a couple of times at this very station where you have someone say, hey, Powerball is up to $700 million, or Mega Millions is up to $900 million. Let's get a pool of tickets together, and then if we win, there ain't going to be nobody here tomorrow. Everybody, yeah, you know. the station will go dark for probably about two <laughs> weeks because everybody's going to be gone. It was Bye-bye. that many people in the group? I remember, yeah, I, I remember, I'm trying to think of the year. It might have been like 2014, 2015, but, but Powerball was up to one of those huge numbers. numbers. Yeah, yeah. And we had a pool going here at work, and I was working at the time with Jordana Green. And Jordana and I were sitting here. Uh, she was doing her show, and I was, I was, you know, being her sidekick and her board op. And we brought up the fact that yes, yeah, the, the they have the pool going for the uh, power for Powerball. I believe it was Powerball. I don't think it was Mega Millions. And neither of us had gotten in on it. Me basically because well, both of us basically because of our hours, because we weren't here during the day, right? And so we joked on the air saying, "Hey, if they hit it tomorrow." <laughs> It'll probably be no, Gerald no. and I trading shifts <laughs> being on the air for a, at least a good week because there ain't going to be any, nobody else here. Jordan <laughs> will do four hours and I'll do four hours and going back and forth. You know, here's, the, here's what I've always decided. Um, I would rather hear a large group of people, you know, like 16 to 20 people would win the big mega millions, you know, for almost what it was a six hundred and fifty million dollars or something. I would no, love no, to no, see no. more. No, 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 it, was no. One, it wasn't I, a billion. No, no, no. Um, so the the lump sum, I believe you got somewhere close to like four fifty after taxes. I thought it was six something. No, no, oh. no. The full jackpot was one point three billion. Oh wow. It was I with didn't a realize B. it got up to that high. I yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so no. but I still would Six, love to have more people. Million, pfft, that's nothing. I, I would still, I, I would love it if they chose one person out of all fifty states, and then then you'd have fifty people that would win, that ain't, that ain't and they'd no have fun. to share it. That's oh my about? gosh! Are you kidding me? How much money they do got, you need, Jonathan? They got the state, state lottoes for that. We got go for five for that. We got go for five. No, 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 no. This is this is the whole pot. We're putting everybody in the pot. Across the country, everybody goes crazy, and then one person gets picked out of the pot. Yeah, you know, I know we're a capitalist society, but there are so many people that need help. And if fifty that. people could win, you know, that much money, whether it was six hundred million or four hundred million, that's a lot of money. If you walk away with ten million, you got something. You know, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why one person gets it, and that's okay. It's not that I'm mad at them or anything, because, no, I don't care. But I would care more <laughs> if people, more than one person, would win it. 
but but spread the love. But the thing is, let's say you have one person that wins it, and they start a charitable foundation where they they help people with student loan debt, or okay. they build housing for homeless veterans, or something. It's not it's not giving it to more people. It's giving it to the it's it's the right person getting it. That's what that's what I think it is. So that's what you care about. Let it be the right person. And what defines yeah. right? What yes. defines right? Someone that will help out others to to the end that there's no gain in it for them. So what does that mean? I was at Costco today and I purchased some trail mix, right? And there was an older gentleman. He looked to be in his late 60s, early 70s, uh, sitting there and with the, the sign up asking what? for money and asking for help, really. He didn't even have money on there. He said, I just need help. And I started to hand him the trail mix. And then I thought that would really probably be offensive to him. What if he doesn't have the teeth to chew it? And that's not a joke. This is very real. There are many people here in this country and in the great state of Minnesota that need to get their teeth fixed or have teeth replaced. No doubt about it. So that's very real. I didn't know what to do. I really didn't, Jonathan. How can I make a difference in his life today? Giving him a dollar, would that make a difference in his life today? I didn't know what to do. So I did nothing. And all the way home, I kept thinking, what could I have done? What would you have done? Probably done the dollar thing. Um, I've gotten to the point where I will, not all the time, but at, at times, I might give a dollar to somebody that is in need. Um, the thing I ask of them is if they get into a position where they can um, give to others, give to others, pay it forward. Mm -hmm. Pay it forward. I agree with that. All right, we're going to take a break and come back with our next guest, Brian Fleming, the president of Groves Learning Organization. We'll be back. It is now 8.36 here at WCCO. Welcome back as we wrap up this hour. And I tell you, um, I'm excited to interview Brian Fleming. Why? Well, let me tell you, we are more than two years removed from the start of the pandemic, and schools are still deeply impacted. Even after a more normal school year in 2021-22, students and teachers' mental health is still being affected, and I know that because I see some of it in some of my nieces and great-nieces and nephews. Now, according to a recent study conducted by Brown University, youth test scores have also seen a dip across the board. Now, Brian Fleming, the president of Groves Learning Organization, a Minnesota-based nonprofit that is focused on helping students who struggle with learning disabilities and attention disorders, joins us now to talk about why COVID had such an effect on students and teachers and what Groves Academy is doing to mitigate the pandemic's impact on all at the school. And he joins us now um, on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, Brian? Good evening, Geraldine. It's so good to hear your voice and be with you. I'm doing just fine. Thank you. You sound great. Such a great, um, I was so excited to interview you tonight. And of course, as we talk about education and COVID, it doesn't seem to have shifted very much at all. Students, um, from what I can see in my own grandchildren, can you believe I have grandchildren? Yes. Um, but I've noticed that they too have really suffered from not being able to get all that they need. And it's difficult to try to figure out all that a student needs when every student is so different. Do you agree? 
I certainly do, Gerilyn. And, and you know, m- many of us think that we're getting closer to a complete return to normal, air quotes normal, in education. Um, but the impact that COVID and remote learning had is still being felt. We know for certain now that in districts here in Minnesota and nationwide, those districts that went remote, achievement growth was lower for all subgroups and especially hit hardest academically were students who attended high-poverty schools. Mm-hmm. Right here in Minnesota, only 48% of our third graders scored as proficient on standardized reading tests last year, and that's down from 57% five years ago in 2017. So, so clearly COVID impacts are, are being felt and be seen in, in this data. Here's what frightens me, Brian. I don't know how people are really taking that in, how the parents are taking it in, the teachers taking it in. Um, I'm not quite sure if they have the capacity to keep going. That is my fear. Have you lost many um, teachers, um, those that help out so much at Groves? Have you lost a lot of people during this COVID time? I would say surprisingly, and, and the good news for us is, is that because because we've had such a rich tradition and practice of really fostering relationships within the community, so student-to-staff relationships and staff-to-staff relationships, when the pandemic hit, many of our teachers who had grown to have a strong uh, connection and affinity for the school have remained with us. Now, that's not to say that we haven't been impacted in other areas of the school's operations um, as we are t- attempting to hire and onboard New teachers and support staff. We, we're feeling the impacts of the uh, of the job market. The market out there is is really challenging uh, right now uh, because of the impacts of of COVID. You know, it's really remarkable. You said that my guest just before you said, wow, you know, there's so many jobs out there. You know, these companies are trying to hire, hire, hire. Yet there are some real challenges with that. And I'm just curious to know if we should, first of all, start thinking about COVID-19 and how it weighed on our children and students and teachers and principals, you name it. And if we can define what recovered even looks like. How would you define recovered from COVID-19 when it comes to that's teaching? Really, yeah, Gerilyn, that's a, that's a really great question. So my, my personal thinking on this is that um, th- there have been some really great school reform efforts underway. And I, I think COVID did two things. COVID sort of accelerated those reform efforts. Now, some districts are having more success than others. But COVID also exacerbated these achievement gaps and mental health challenges for everybody. Uh, we know that there's a, there's a teacher shortage here in Minnesota and regionally and nationally. And so I think that schools and school leaders like myself, we need to be really transparent and authentic and understand that the impacts of COVID are not going away. And so I think that it's, it's going to be important for us to remember the 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 strategies and interventions that we came up with and created during COVID and keep those in place. I think that parents, uh, especially now, my, my sense is that they appreciate what schools do, what teachers in those schools do. And I think teachers have a, a different sort of vantage point now, too. They understand that our profession is absolutely uh, necessary and a, a valued part of what we do in the lives of kids. 
But I think, as I mentioned just a, a couple of seconds ago, it's incumbent upon us leaders to keep this issue present and top of mind because it, the impacts will, will be with us for a while. I don't think we've ever had a decade in our lives where teachers and students both had mental health challenges across the board. Um, and that in itself is very difficult. We are having many challenges. The students are not, um, especially remotely, are having a difficult time trying to understand it or even like it. Um, I remember my oldest granddaughter, who's almost 10 years old, um, she was online one day and I happened to be there making breakfast and having a good time with them. And she says, okay, Grandma, you know, my class is going to open up. When the class opens up, there's no no one <laughs> responsible. There's no adult in the room. And these students are just having a blast trying to figure out, well, where's our teacher? Well, then let's have fun and let's do this. And I thought to myself, we are in deeper trouble than we know, than we know. Now, I know about Groves Academy, and I know how hard you work to make sure that the students get what they need, not just what they want, but what they need uh, in order to succeed in life. Do you feel like you are, are continuing to accomplish that, or you feel like there are still gaps that you have to address? I think, I think we are continuing to accomplish that. Uh, again, Groves was founded some, some 50 years ago, and because we serve children who are struggling with learning disabilities and learning differences, we, we learned a long time before the pandemic hit that that this notion of sustaining, nurturing and sustaining deep relationships uh, was really key. And so we doubled down on those efforts during the pandemic. Uh, we met with students individually in small groups. We listened and responded to the needs of community members, including parents. Um, we also created virtual opportunities for kids who are interested in connecting with peers outside of class. We modified schedules, so we, we sort of doubled down on some of those practices, daily practices that, that we've been known for for years. But it, it was an intentional effort, and we're going to continue those efforts as we're moving forward, keeping kids, their mental health challenges, uh, families, and our teachers at, at the center of everything that we do. How are you, is the retention of, of the teachers? How is that going? Our retention is actually pretty good. We we hired a, a, a recent cohort of teachers. I met with them last uh, week, actually. Uh, so we onboarded ten new staff members. So awesome. ten out of ten out of one hundred and fifty total in our employee group. So that that retention number, I feel good about. I feel good about that. Um, but we're not sitting by and resting on our laurels and being passive about our efforts to recruit caring adults into the building. We, we've, we've got to stay competitive because, as you, as you said, Gerilyn, there's so many jobs out there. And so we want to make sure that we're on the leading edge in the, in the K-12 sector to make sure that we're hiring the, those, those adults that are the best and the brightest and the ones who demonstrate that they truly love kids. You know, I've talked to a couple of parents who actually use the word failed. I failed my children in trying to make sure that they're learning, to make sure that they retain what the teachers are trying to teach them during this pandemic. I mean, my goodness, we've never been through a pandemic like this. This is almost new to us. It was last time it was 1918, unless you want to count, you know, a couple other um, uh, small <laughs> things that happened. But, I, you know, I keep thinking of that word failed. And um, I've even heard that from some children, especially those that are about 11 or 12 years old, are saying that it's just failed. 
feeling. It's it's not helping me. I don't know why I have to do this remote thing. So with monkeypox and so much more happening, what are you looking forward to? We are looking forward to, as I said uh, a little a little bit of go of sustaining the efforts that we that we have in place. One of the things that um, I'm going to be you know, pretty intentional about as as the president of Grows is to make sure uh, that we know that mental health issues aren't going anywhere. We're, we're going to be honest about that, and we're going to make conscious efforts to help kids get back what they what they lost. Um, as a part of those efforts, Jeremy, we're going to keep investing in relationships mm-hmm. and making investments in the school and family partnership. And that might look like finding moments throughout the school year or even the school week to to pause and as a community have those honest conversations about the challenges of the moment. We want to encourage families to talk with us honestly and talk with their kids honestly. And we also are going to make sure that we're lifting up the strengths and the assets of all of our students. And, you know, as a K-12 thought leader, I would be um, remiss if I wasn't sort of shouting that to all my colleagues around the region and around the nations that we have to be strengths-based and we have to lift up the assets that, that our kids are showing us. Kids are learning differently. They've been more resilient than I think we ever thought they could be. And so I think it's on us as, as leaders of systems and schools and districts to understand what that new learning looks like and uh, accommodate uh, the new ways of being that kids and families are demonstrating. Well, I tell you, um, the one thing I will say that I'm very, very happy about are the libraries in our cities and communities. Um, It is quite remarkable how children have been able to you know, go to the library with their library card or their parents take them to the library and they read and um, all of a sudden they're uplifted. I've seen my youngest um, grandchild who just is thrilled. Let's go to the library and get as many books as we can. And they come back and we read to them and it's just, it's remarkable. Their eyes light up over these stories. And, you know, if there was one thing I would want to collect during this COVID-19 time when it comes to students is to collect those stories where they can actually tell their own stories of what it's been like trying to learn during COVID-19. And a lot of these young people are a lot brighter and know so much. They're they're um, almost intuitive, right? They know exactly what they are experiencing and can put it into words. If I could have a book of stories like that, I think it could change the world. I think people could read these stories across the country, across the world, and we would all see what, it, what each thing they're doing, someone else is feeling it, someone else is doing it and I think that would be remarkable. I think I totally agree with that, Gerilyn. I, I think embedded in what you've just said is this notion of, of curiosity, right? So as kids are understanding the different ways that they have to navigate, you know, this this time, they they are being creative in their expression and they're being creative in how they're learning. And I think the word curiosity is is a very strong word. If we can help our kids no matter what comes our way uh, that we have little or no control over, we can cultivate this this sense of curiosity in our kids, I think we'll be fine. I agree with you on that. I sure hope so. And before you go, tell us a little bit more about Grove's Learning Organization. Sure. 
Uh, Grows is a Minnesota nonprofit. We we like to term ourselves an uh, educational ecosystem that's focused on building confidence, success, and purpose. The academy is our brick-and-mortar school, and our Groves Literacy Partnerships is our initiative to bring evidence-based curriculum into schools around the state. Finally, our Learning Center offers a broad array of services for students throughout the community who are struggling to learn or may be diagnosed with learning disabilities or attention disorders. We're proud to be a, a player in the Twin Cities K-12 scene, and we look forward to lifting up our good work and collaborating with, with peers across the metro. Well, congratulations on all that you're doing, Brian. It's so good to hear your voice. Thank you for joining us tonight. And I hope people, anyone that needs to know more, please tell us where they could go to call or a website. Absolutely. www.groveslearning.org. Uh, and uh, we'd be happy to take a call or, or respond to an email. We hope people will reach out to us. and We'd love to learn about you and your children. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Tell everyone hello that are still there, okay? <laughs> Will do. Tell them I said hello. All right, you okay. too. Bye-bye. All right, do check into that. So many parents talk about uh, mental capacity, mental health, and so much more. <clears throat> Take a look at Grows Academy. I think you'll you'll understand why this was really important to me tonight. All right, we're going to take a break. And, of course, Center Stage is next. We'll be right back. It is 8.57 here at WCCO. Welcome back. And, of course, we want to make sure that you were able to um, hear more about the book that we talked about with Ira Shapiro. Um, It's really going to be quite remarkable. I can't wait to get it in my hands, like, tomorrow. (laughs) So just look for Betrayal. It's really worth it. And it's been a pleasure being on with you. Center Stage is next. Don't go anywhere. we got some great guests. We'll be back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 